Hey friends, thanks for listening to this conversation between Wayne Hunter and Wendell Van Valen. If you've not had an opportunity to listen to the introduction, you might want to head back and do that first. But if you have, please pull up a chair and enjoy this conversation between Wayne and Wendell. Yeah, so I'm Wendell. I'm uh, the recovery pastor here at Broadway, so you'll be hearing my voice on these podcasts. And uh, this is my friend Wayne. I'm Wayne. I'm also on staff here at Broadway and a friend of Wendell's, whether he likes it or not. Uh, we're like brothers. Pretty cool. So I think what we're going to do is kind of start a discussion that will just be open-ended on the other end about grace. We'll, we'll pursue this week after week. But uh, Wayne and I have been uh, chasing this rabbit for, what, a dozen years or so? Yeah, probably. Yeah, and uh, kind of what happened is we wound up as wounded warriors in the ministry and were bleeding out and uh, a little bit uh, disenchanted. Yeah, yeah. And how I doubt there, there has to be more, not just to what we experience, but that's a big thing, what we experience in our own lives. When you read scripture and you have this promise out there and, and you don't experience it or don't see it happening in your life, you wonder what's going on. But also in the church, why the church wasn't more like the kingdom that Jesus talked about and the life that he lived. Yeah. So anyway, we, we just kind of gave each other license to explore and wonder and ask questions that probably weren't uh, readily asked in uh, organized religion. And uh, it covered a wide spectrum, but it seemed like we always kept coming back to grace. Yeah. And uh, why, don't, why don't you... You came up with a... I don't know, a peg that we've hung a lot of hats on just about God is at work and everybody. Just flesh that out. Well, I think there's this idea. For me, the foundation is that God is at work in every person all the time. It kind of came about for me as a chaplain with hospice, uh, the idea of going into a dying person's room and begin to talk to them about about God. You know, How do you begin that conversation? And how do you bear that burden, that weight, and um, I guess I, as I thought about that and prayed about that and tried to find my way through it, I came to this conclusion that it's pretty um, arrogant or desperate to think that this is the moment when God begins to work in somebody's life. That the reality is that God has been at work in their life all along the way, whether sometimes they know it, sometimes they don't. But uh, God is at work in every person all the time. And if grace is real, then that has to be true. If what we believe about the gospel has depth and substance to it, then that has to be the reality. And if it is, that changes the way I see people and the way I see myself and I see the opportunities and the possibilities that are created for me. So, I mean, your statement that we've used in our recovery ministry here, Pathway, over and over since you first made it was that... uh, you don't take God to that person. You find God in that person. And when you spend time with him, you look for what he's doing. And if you can, then you just simply participate in what he's already doing. Yeah. It's not It's not like you bring some revolutionary truth into him. Or... Yeah. There's, yeah. That, and again, that was comes out of what I did in hospice, that the goal, you know, this was a situation that I couldn't fix. And... I couldn't give pat answers. I no longer, the things I used to say no longer fit or made sense. And we're kind of 
uh, an affront to people who were facing death because they were kind of shallow and cheap answers. And, and so rather than thinking that there was an answer for it, I think that grace says to us that there is a presence, that there is an experience and not just an exp uh, a way of contextualizing grace that meets the person where they are. And so it's this idea that uh, at every encounter, in every conversation, grace creates the opportunity for me to participate in what God is doing in that person's life. And so I don't have to start something because God has already been doing something. Grace is already at work in their life. Yeah. I don't have to come up with an answer to their questions. Uh, rather, I simply trust that God is at work in their life and watch for the ways that I can participate in it. How yeah. can I be part of what God's doing in their life? We talk, uh, I remember early on in our conversation, we talked a lot about that life kind of shifted from asking God for things and shifted over into becoming aware of what he was already doing, which really lends itself to when Jesus talked a lot about watch, be aware, be alert, so that that our walk with God became less about asking and more about watching, more about observing and, yeah. and then participating when we could. Yeah. And I think, too, for me, it's, it's a shift from be Jesus to people to see Jesus in people. Yeah, and it's not about me that I have something to share with them, but they have we have something that we can share together. Yeah. And so, how can I see Jesus in the person in front of me and make that connection with them? Not, you know, not be an example, not be perfect, but this bond of grace that's in work in both of our yeah. lives. Well, and in the context of ministry, that takes all the pressure off. Right. I don't yeah. long. I don't have to prove anything. Right. Yeah. I show up and participate in what God's doing. Yeah. And in um, one of our terms that we discovered in Pathway was that uh, now I'm not responsible for that encounter. I'm just responsible in that encounter. I'm responsible to be me and to be aware and be alert, but I'm not responsible for any outcome or any yeah. anything like that. Right. And in every encounter and every conversation. The greatest reality in that moment is God's presence and the sufficiency of God's grace. So the weight's not on me, but it becomes, rather than this test that I have to pass, it becomes this opportunity that I get to participate in. Yeah. And so that, that grace is greater than my fears or my issues or whatever else is going on if I... Uh, allow myself to, to be aware, like you said, to yeah. live in that awareness of that reality. Um, kind of the the cutting edge that, that I have right now on grace, it came to me two or three weeks ago that you've alluded to already several times, but um, I always had this subconscious idea that grace was a commodity that God carried around in his pocket. And when he saw fit, he would dole out a little bit or maybe a lot, but he would, and even the way Paul says that my grace is sufficient or whatever, it's, it, it sounds like it's a commodity. And then when I look at the story, the big broad story of scripture, grace is not a commodity that God doles out. Grace is God fully investing himself in people by being fully present, fully invested in people. So that was a paradigm shift for me in our exploration of grace that and, and that's what you learned in hospice, that you gracing people and them gracing you was simply being together, being present and fully invested in each other. 
So grace is not, here, let me give you some kind words to make you feel better. Grace is, I'm all in with you right now. Yeah. I'm just completely invested in who you are, what's going on in your life right now. I'm. That's what grace is. Right. Yeah, and when we think about it that way, it's not a commodity that I give to somebody else either. No. Like you're saying, it's I give myself to this moment to be present, and we believe in a power in that presence. Yes. That it has that grace presence. Yes. Has this power to change um, situations, people. Yeah. Uh, that that's that's our hope, and this this idea that. There's always enough of it because God's presence yeah. is always sufficient. Yeah. yeah. You get all of it. Right. So you know it's got to be that. Right. And you don't have to hold on to the grace you get today. You, know, you don't have to store it up. We talked about this a little bit. Uh, but it's new every day. This presence of God is always fresh, always real, always full, fully present with us. And so we don't have to try to reiterate or repeat experiences of grace. Uh, we don't have to grasp or cling to it. We can simply be open to it uh, because God's presence is, you know, his promise is that nothing can separate us from him and that he never leaves us or forsakes us. Yeah. Well, you've mentioned before in our conversations that the church has perpetually said, oh, that was a great service. God really showed up. What was it that we did so we could do it again? Right. So we can make that happen again. As if there's a formula, a certain chant that makes the magic happen. Right. You know, abracadabra. Yeah. Okay, wow, that, that really worked. Because if, if it's a commodity or something like that, then that might apply. But if it's God showing up, he's going to come in the front door one day and the back the next and dressed right. as a pauper the next and, yeah. you know, whatever. Right. He's, he's not going to show up. Yeah. It rarely looks like we expect it to look. And you can't... Which is cool. Yeah, right. If, you know, if we can get past our need to control or manipulate or have... Uh, these expectations of what that's going to look like, then it becomes this wonderful, amazing adventure of God meeting you at every turn and in places you didn't expect and people you never would have expected it from. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's this, this sense in which uh, we have to let go of God to get hold of God. We have to let go of those expectations of what He's going to look like yeah. in order for Him to be to recognize His presence in the moments, and and some of it's an expectation. Um, it's this expectation that God is present, that so that I can recognize Him. Uh, if it doesn't look like I think it should, then I need to look, be open to another way He appears, another person, another yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like I used, there, and when God does not come the way I expect Him to, there's three possibilities. One is, I'm just a terrible person, so God's not going to act in my life. He's not going to show up. Or two, God is not keeping his promise, and he's not being faithful to what he said he would do. Or the third possibility is that this is it. This is what it looks like for God to be present in my life. Not what I expected it to look like, but this is it. And so to open my heart and my, uh, my mind, my life, yeah. to grace that doesn't look like what I expected it to look like. Yeah. But it still has that power to change. But I think you need to follow that up by saying the way you just gave those three options, the third option almost sounds like a consolation prize, but it's not. Exactly, right. It's, it is so, 
I never experienced grace in God's presence until I came to that third option. But to say it in a list sounds literally like a con- yeah. it's a booby prize. It's right. a consolation prize. Yeah. But it's not. It's the yeah. full-on, yeah. dang, you've been here the whole time. Right. How'd you do that? Yeah. You know, right. and then... And then, I mean, you catch his snicker, you catch his twinkle in his eye, and it's like, you booger you, yeah. you know, you've been here all this time, and, yeah. and you know, and you're just waiting for me to look over and see you. Yeah, and a lot of times when we experience grace, you know, it's just a glimpse of his presence, or just a whisper, yeah. you know, just a brush across our yeah. shoulder, yeah. and that is enough to remind us that he's present, and to remember that this is... This is it. This Who was the guy crazy. that saw his backside? Yeah. Elijah? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. blew, blew him out of the yeah. water. Yeah, you that know? was enough. Just That's saw the backside and that yeah. was yeah. like, whoa, what was that? Yeah, pretty cool. And, huh. you know, God didn't show up in the fire or the earthquake or yeah. he's the still small voice. And I think if, when our spirits are are not burned down with guilt or shame or, or fear, those things then we recognize that grace and it makes a difference in our lives. Yeah. Well, it, it, this this might be a good way to just kind of whet everybody's appetite for the next time we meet because we might follow up this. But what's interesting is that you keep talking about and we both keep talking about the transformative nature of grace or the change that it makes in us and everything. For a while, that became my focus was the change. Yeah was not God's presence but the change. And and then then the problem hit when I went through periods of no change. Well, that means the grace has stopped. That means right. there is no grace. And and so it it took us some time to kind of dig into that that God doesn't grace us as projects. He doesn't take us on as lab experiments. You know, I'm going to grace them and see what I can make out of them. Maybe I can make them more useful. I can make them more fun to hang out with. I can make them more happy, you know, whatever. And there really are no ulterior motives with God's presence. He shows up and is with us and is fully invested in us, even if 20 years from now we never change. Right. We're not his projects. Right. And and we're his beloved. Mm -hmm. And and that, that even gives us more reason to be able to relax. And some people say... Well, that just seems so apathetic, so lazy. Try, try living there. Yeah. It's, it's not apathetic and lazy. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. All I know is I, I uh, experienced God's grace, His presence, much more profoundly than I ever did before. And the other side of it is I love people a lot more than I ever did before. Uh, yeah. And if that's the fruit of the Spirit, yeah. then that's the evidence that this is the way yeah. to me. Yeah. And, and and the thing that I've not been able to figure out yet is how the, how this happens, and maybe it's not ours to figure it out. The how how he does right. what he does. Yeah. Um, I just know that it does happen. Right. Maybe. Hanging out with God that's makes easy. a difference. Yeah, that's enough for me. That was Wayne we Hunter and yeah. Wendell Van Valen in the first installment of what will be an ongoing conversation about grace. We're confident that God is with you and at work in you, and we hope these conversations become a way to not only understand that, but to participate in it. So we hope you've been blessed by this conversation and look forward to hearing from you about your thoughts on grace.
Shoot